0: welcome to the hey jimmy podcast for years these five fools have spent way too much time together debating the most idiotic notions now they are recording for your pleasure put on your thinking caps and strap in for some weird and wild talking points Going, everybody, going fantastic. Great. Up? It's good. It feels like it's been forever since I've seen all of us in one room, whether it's virtual or not. True, so yes. it has been a little bit. It yeah, it has been.
1: <laughs> like, we agree.
0: Yeah, I think the last time we recorded was a good deal ago, but I mean, that's life, right? Uh, Such is the way things go. The way the and cookie none crumbles. Of, none of
2: us even have kids. Could you imagine how much crazier everything would be if any of us had kids?
3: I don't know. I mean, yeah. you know, what, I mean that shouldn't be too far out for you guys, right?
2: Speak for yourself. <laughs> oh, Steve, I mean, it's very I... far out for me. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like you're volunteering. It's just
0: one uh, poor choice away for you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean...
3: If you call it a bad choice, I guess.
0: I mean, if you're not married or love that person, I think it's a poor choice.
2: Ladies are, uh, our man Steve is single and uh, ready to mingle.
3: Yes, yes, but I mean, like uh, you know, there's not too much of the you know whole. Uh, I don't know how to put it.
0: <laughs> I don't know how you would put it either.
3: I'm not seeing anybody, uh, so like that that situation's not going to happen. Just you know, randomly. If I'm probably going to get into that situation, it's probably because there's something there and it's already going to be kind of known about that. So, you know, that's just the way I operate. Whatever that means.
0: Anyway. <laughs> uh, 29. Number 20. Okay, that's a good one. If you could change any movie ending, what would it be and what would you change it to?
3: So, actually... I have a funny uh, thing about this, and I I would encourage anybody to do it with any of their friend groups. Uh, A friend of mine, we we were sitting together as a group, and we decided we were going to play a game where it was all... You would take a a movie title name, you drop one letter from a word, and change the entire premise of the movie. And you describe the premise of the movie. So, uh, one example would be Lord of the Rigs. Right where it's like one person is commanding an entire contracting crew to come to to dig up, uh, you know, an entire uh, area a plot of land so that they can make uh, a new facility or something like that, and he has to overcome the obstacles, uh, and control uh the biggest rig possible or something like that. You know, like I'm sorry, tra- I'm
2: not gonna see that movie. But, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you just create a premise
3: based off of dropping. A letter from a movie.
1: Okay, so is this now topic twenty nine point five, or are we sticking with the props? <laughs> <laughs> I
0: don't like know. Let's just let's just get weird with it.
3: Well, I'm I'm just saying like that was that was one thing. So I've you know I've I've kind of done this at some point. So like you know it's kind of another another way of doing it. But like yeah, pick a movie, create another outcome, like a movie. anybody want to go first? Like a movie that, you know, had like so many flaws, basically like a how it should have ended kind of uh, kind of thing. You know, it's like, oh, well, you know, if they just did this one thing, the movie's over. I mean, so wait, are we talking about plot holes? I, I mean, it could be. Anything, You're talking about really.
2: changing the whole movie, not just the ending. Well,
3: I mean, so it, wait, what's your, well, I mean, depending, so, sometimes, the, you know, dr- you know, changing how someone reacts to a situation could end the whole movie five minutes in.
0: Yeah, movie. I mean there's lots of movies where if somebody just didn't do something stupid, they'd be alright. I
4: think I know what uh I think I know what Carrie Ann's would be. Yeah. So what is it? Is it uh Endgame or Infinity Wars where uh what's her face? Black Widow gets the soul stone and dies?
0: That, yeah, that's um, the end
4: game. So instead of uh, instead of Black Widow, it would be Star Lord, and then we'd never see him in the series again.
2: Oh yeah, fuck Star Lord.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, my problems with that are more his personal aspects of it, and I don't like him as an actor. Anymore, it's both but... of them
2: for me. I hate his character, and I I don't hate Chris Pratt, but I'm I'm not a huge fan. But yeah, I hate Star Lord. <laughs>
0: Uh yeah he he uh lost all that weight and became like the least uh funny person I could imagine
2: yeah everybody uh a lot of Parks and Rec fans say <laughs> they miss the fat Chris Pratt.
0: <laughs> Mo yeah well fat Chris Pratt was funny his jokes weren't all about uh his personal beliefs leave it at that yeah um I don't know there's a there's a lot of movies where people just get into situations and. Yeah, if they just, they walked the other way, or they thought, you know, they didn't think that they were, like, end of movie, Matrix, he takes the fucking blue pill. Oh my god. Roll credits. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that would be an excellent, that, I would, I think that would be a great mindfuck as, like, an alternate ending. Like, if you walked in, and you're, like, 20 minutes into the movie, and they're, like, red or blue, and he takes the blue, and it just goes, the and <laughs> or or you go through the entire series only to discover
3: he never actually left the matrix uh and the whole choice of blue and red pill uh was irrelevant because it was created by design
0: that's that's the whole movie
3: yep yeah so so the whole you go through everything only to realize you
0: <laughs> didn't do anything
3: and that's the movie I know
0: but I think there's a bigger impact is that wanting to wanting to be a part of the solution and knowing that there is no solution versus this human wanting to give up and just say fuck this I don't care if there's a solution I don't care if people are fighting give me the goddamn blue pill you know it's kind of like because steak is eating, delicious eating yeah, the yeah exactly die. that's what I was going yeah <laughs> I was going to say like that character to me if you put any other character in that position that movie's over in 20 minutes. Oh, yeah, definitely. So when you have a movie, it's very hard to like watch a movie where it it can only be this person in this situation to like make this action adventure or whatever you want to call it work. You know what I mean? Hmm. That to me is where I get into a movie where if I could change the ending, I would.
2: So one movie where I don't know if the, the entire movie as a whole was kind of a big pile of trash but the ending maybe could have saved it was the green knight if they had actually found a different direction to take the ending rather than having i don't know it was just like way too drawn out the fox just started talking at the end at which point i literally said in the theater are you fucking kidding me (laughs) (laughs) yeah and it was just kept going on and on only to spoiler alert find out that none of the stuff actually happened and this guy was trapping his head off so I mean <laughs> it it was what Gawain was it Gawain Gawain. I feel like it could have had a lot of potential and the ending made it that much worse but I feel like it could have had a good amount of redemption with a better ending and maybe ending quite a bit shorter but I'm not sure yeah. if anybody else had the pleasure of seeing that goose say, but
0: I did not but don't. thank you for making sure I don't see it
2: I've been trying to tell people, don't see it. It's a real fart knocker. <laughs> I mean, the the photography was great. The acting was good. Just the story itself was terrible. And then there's stuff from the beginning that they never explained. Like, his mom, I guess, is a witch or something and summons a monster that ends up coming after him. And I'm like, wait, why is his mom sending a, mom a monster after him? Like, they never even bothered to try to explain that (laughs) it's just it was just one stupid thing after another but like i said i feel like if the ending was better the movie could have had a lot more redemption
0: gotcha alex
1: yeah so this isn't a movie but can i do game of thrones
2: Uh,
3: i mean that's definitely a good Option, I guess, in a sense, you know, as far as things right. that
0: need a better ending, that I- that ends in the first five pages if you if you do it right. True. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm saying, I, listen, the whole story as a whole was not so so bad. It was just like that last season was so mm-hmm. poorly paced. Like you had people like taking two month trips in like a single episode. Meanwhile, everything else that was around it happened over the course of an entire season. So it was just all over the place it had no real continuity at all i i really and, don't and mind offer two extra episodes and they still did not they were like no we can get it done in less and it sounded horrible because like it was just not written well it was like too i don't mind
1: time compression the right for the sake of the story yeah but time um, compression
3: and time uh mismanagement is different because like you had to a two month boat trip by one character in a single episode and everything else that was happening in between what would have happened in between that would have been so far apart that they thought, Oh, well you're not going to remember that this person went to this area. Meanwhile, if they just did, you know, proper time, you know, management with, uh, the storytelling, it would have been a whole different feel and vibe in those last five episodes.
1: Eh, it's a fantasy story in which there are dragons and ravens carry messages. So I, I forgive like sprawling stories <laughs> for that type of thing, especially when you get near the end game and it's about finally just getting like to the plot. For me, it's more of an issue like the treatment of Daenerys as a character. Like I really felt like there was this really awesome opportunity to kind of like juxtapose. Daenerys, Danny, who is very much this, like, self-made woman, and, like, Jon Snow, who kind of just fails upward all the time. Like, and not only fails upward, but, like, gets bailed out by woman at every single stage. Like, brought back from the dead, from the witch. Story
2: of humanity.
1: Yeah. <laughs> brought back from dead by by, you know, from being stabbed to death by the witch. Gets saved in the Battle of the Bastards. By um, one sister, and then gets saved from a dragon when Arya kills the Night King, and like basically gets projected upwards. Whereas Danny just does everything for herself, and I felt like there would have been this like cool story line where like Danny just became more and more and more confident, competent. Sorry, not confident, competent. And eventually just kind of just stopped needing to listen to all of her advisors because all her advisors really just wanted to maintain the status quo. But with like her. And she's like, no, fuck that. Like, I'm the mother of dragons. I'm Misa. Like, we're going to do things a lot differently when I'm queen. And all of a sudden, all these like dudes getting terrified of her and inventing like this mad queen fiction, like the story they tell themselves to convince them That, you know, they need to find another ruler, and they settle on Jon Snow, and all the subterfuge, and how, like, yes, in the end, it's like, Danny is the Mad Queen, but only because it's like some stupid story a bunch of mediocre guys created to try and pivot from supporting her to Jon Snow, and then, you know, battles, dragons, fire, blood, and whatever the ending goes from there, but just like to have her just go crazy for the sake of being crazy like that was just really unsatisfying. I feel like it was for less
3: me. going crazy and more uh being drunk on power
2: Yeah, kind of falling uh susceptible to I mean really the traits of the house.
3: Like you you're having uh you know, you have you you're granted like this power. Like you have dragons, you have all of this uh mighty military force and you're trying to conquer a land you know and and you're you're being praised by everybody who's around you as you're as you're going. that can corrupt somebody that that's what they're trying to show you is that she started with good intentions uh, and then along the way, lost her uh, the part of her that made her appealing to the public,
1: except she never did. She was always willing to show restraint with her dragons. She was always far kinder than she needed to be, given she had, like, the fantasy equivalent of nuclear weapons. And literally, like, the only person who had, like, fantasy equivalent of nuclear weapons. And honestly, she didn't start... She didn't continue to pivot until eventually, like, everyone just gave her bad advice. Like, Tyrion's like, take Casterly Locke. No one... Because he just fucking hates his family. But no one being like, hey, that kind of spreads us apart and opens up to attack in the reach. Um, don't Also, don't use your dragons. Like, no one wants to see dragons. Like, no. Use your goddamn dragons and don't, like, make them susceptible to attack. Just, like, go for the jugular. Um, it's only when she starts to, like actually make losses does she say like screw y'all i'm doing my own thing and that's actually when she's successful
2: i mean i haven't finished it but i'm on the last season at least but i mean i i can already see where they were setting her up to be the bad queen because i mean she shish kebobbed sam's dad and brother just because they wouldn't take the knee so it's a little bit, yeah it was a little bit extreme for no it's
1: not. When you have I mean, t- a powerful family that's saying no, we will not bend to you. That means that everyone under them, all of their bannermen will not yield and support her. So you have to show you have to show those motherfuckers like no, like I am queen now. Like you are done. Like seriously, like I guarantee you if Tywin Lannister was in the same situation, he would have had them hung from a thing. It would have Exactly, been but
2: she's trying to be different, but she's not showing that she's different by lighting them up on fire. You could have, you know, imprisoned them or something and not burn them alive. There's being
1: different in how you rule and there's being different in how you conquer. Like she has to conquer at some point. Like she has to make people submit and not being willing to use your dragons to get like the nobility in line. I think was a big miscalculation on all of her advisors' part. I But know that wasn't like, what
2: she was selling. She was selling that people wanted to be under her, and by making people submit, you're not doing that.
1: Well, the problem is, remember, we have to think about this through a medieval lens. Like, remember, there's no democracy. No one's going to vote for her because no one can. What you need to first do is get the court to bend the knee And then you can start being Misa and being a good and benevolent ruler. But you need to get through the court and the nobility and get into their brains like, yes, you will be fried to bits if you don't get in line with the new wheel because I'm breaking the fucking wheel.
3: I mean, it also comes down to like, what do you do with the person who's not going to bend the knee? You know, so like I feel like this situation was like, okay, it was probably properly handled by her in that sense. But like it was more. Uh, the situations where she just wanted more power and wanted more acknowledgement and she wanted everybody to love every decision that she was making regardless of what it was like an example like she she kind of went on this assumption that her dragons were were the ultimate uh force of nature and she goes to fight with the, the dragon thinking that nobody's going to possibly do anything to harm this dragon and then pretty much it gets impaled in a mean combat and it and it, it takes us a uh, huge suffering and she thinks that that's just gonna be enough uh, attack broad daylight attack because they're not gonna have anything uh, they're gonna be too scared they're gonna run away they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna bend just at the sight of my dragon and they don't that's what she said that's what she
4: said <laughs> <laughs>
1: To be fair, that is one thing where I thought the show went a little overboard. I mean, to be fair, I don't think anyone thought the Night King would have a magical, like, throwing spear. Like, that one I can imagine catching people off guard when they lost, like, which one? Was that, like, regal or Razaar? I don't remember. the. I, just I mean, even that's different,
3: though. I mean, like, that's that's a whole other situation is that, she? Was, again, she's, you know, super confident that, you know, against this thing, one dragon would be enough. You know? Just not how you would... Normally approach a situation is like, hey, here's this huge threat. Ah, eh, we can just take our minimal stuff. No, you like you know it's a huge threat, or you know you can at least scope it out, or you could do whatever. But I just feel like that was another uh poor use of resources.
1: Yeah, I mean, I also like
3: overconfidence, cockiness.
1: I'm willing to suspend disbelief, but you know, in that one scene when she lost her second dragon to like the sh- the fleet. Somewhat like they literally shot a moving target from over a mile away using bow and arrow technology, and I'm just like, no, nope, nope, I don't buy that.
3: <laughs> well, that that comes down to another situation. Like you're trying to like take over an entire city, the one thing that you should be doing is you know taking out those pieces. So like not bringing your entire military force or some of your military force acknowledging that your stuff is there you just fly in as fast as possible take out as much stuff as you can you know on the surface level dip out come back the next day do it again you know which is
1: exactly what she did in the battle no they were they were
3: prepared because they saw uh her army mounting and getting to the area. They knew that she was there because they had all the boats. They had all the Yes,
1: boats. and and then she torched them all with Trogon. So, so not to not
0: to not to interrupt this this uh dick sizing contest, but <laughs> uh what you're saying is is that if she just used her dragons the way that they she should have, which was just total elimination, she could have the the books could have only gone to two books instead of five. Or the series could have only gone two seasons instead of No, I think four it took a little while for the dragons to be. Born uh,
3: yeah, it's going to take a while for age, the dragons but, to mature. So, like, that, that that's, gotcha. that's understandable. But, like, once they were matured, it didn't really need to be drawn out that way.
0: Gotcha. I'm just trying to bring it back to what the actual question was, you fucking I think, nerds. I, I, I
1: think I had
3: a legitimate
1: way, an alternative way of handling the Mad Queen storyline. But then again, if we're going to go really realistic, Danny should have just hung out with the Dothraki in the desert, let her dragons grow to be the size of Balerion the Great, and then like just torched
0: King's Landing. So, all right. There you go. That was the answer I wanted like ten minutes ago.
2: <laughs> By the way, Alex, you look like uh, you know when the news is trying to interview somebody and they're wanting to remain anonymous.
0: I know.
3: <laughs> I, I told them. I told them that would happen. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry, it's just a beautiful day line. out, and I want to look out my windows. Yeah, you
3: just got to have the right window blinds open.
0: All right, does anybody have anything to add to that craziness?
2: George R.R. R. Martin's disgusting.
0: God, no. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Please finish your goddamn series.
2: I don't care what anybody says. The incest was not necessary.
0: I mean, it was a plot device.
2: No, gross. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, they didn't know they were related.
2: It's in the new series too, so he's obviously got some fascination with incest. He's he's a gross man. Sorry, George R. R. Martin, but you know you are.
0: Okay, I, I I'm just gonna say we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna move past that and, and just say incest <laughs> is bad. And uh, I rode the wheel again because I think we're just gonna start doing these, you know, fast fire. Um, we got number seven. Yeah, might as well, right? Just shake it up. Um, Number seven, which is how often do you think R2-D2 wants to kill incompetent humans?
1: Oh my god. So
4: many times. By R2-D2's view, every human is incompetent
0: (laughs) 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 or useless. He's like, get the fuck out of my way. Beep-boop, (laughs) beep-boop.
4: The only thing holding him back is he doesn't have actual legs. Or hands. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, but they fix that with the fact that he's got all these little things that come off of him and he's got jetpacks. So, yeah. you know, he's like a he's like a computerized Boba Fett, I would say. There
1: you, you know, go. there's probably a reason why no one like jerry rigged a blaster that he could hold because like that would be like the end of it all. Think about Star Wars wouldn't get past episode three because R2-D2 would have just taken care of things.
0: Yeah, but he also has got that sweet taser. <laughs> yep. So, I mean, I don't know, as a droid, like I guess my question would be, if any droid, like how much AI do they have? Like, like are they specifically are we talking like iRobot configuration where they can learn to feel like they're real? Or is R2D2 like the highest priority to listen to humans? And if so, how does a how does a computer or a robot generate the ability to question or grumble or be fucking pissed at somebody like what like there's a glitch somewhere, right if that's happening
2: i mean he's I he don't don't has know. enough free will where c three p o is always yelling at him for saying inappropriate shit, but they don't tell you what he's actually saying, but he's like, "I'm good God, don't say that."
1: Yeah, it's kind of, I mean, I think droid, I mean, again, this could be something that's in Wikipedia. I think, like, they have enough autonomy that, like, they are essentially sentient. They have personalities. I think some of it is limited by, like, how advanced they are. Like, you know, you see all the droids in the Star Wars universe. Some are very simplistic robots, and therefore they kind of have simplistic personalities, And then you have, like, full things like C-3PO that can, you know, speak galactic basic and get be afraid and really wish Han Solo wouldn't fly through the asteroid field.
2: I mean, they're obviously uh, aware enough to know who they're supposed to be loyal to.
0: Yeah, but is that something that's initially programmed? You know what I mean? Like, is that something that that particular robot has been like, con- like the control setting has been set to X, Y, and Z? Or is it something that is a learned response? Is more of an AI, so they can learn how to interact with that owner or that, you know what I mean? Which is what would make him pissed off and want to fucking shoot you in the back because you're incompetent.
1: i i think it's a learned response just like how we learn i think there are bad there are certainly some robots that are programmed to be bad but there are also robots that like just learn to be bad because that's their environment like think about all the droids that like think about bad bb-8 from the (laughs) last jedi like i'm sure it was programmed to, like, do things for the First Order, and it just soaked in all the First Order bullshit, and was like, I'm gonna go get the spies when the time came. Um And then we have in the Mandalorian, we have the Assassin droid that is reprogrammed, and then makes the choice to be the good guy at the very end.
3: Gotcha. I think they have, like, a baseline, you know, that they have to follow, and then I think sometimes they change, or they get reprogrammed. Uh, I, how much of that is sentience? I, I am not sure.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, when we get to the point where everybody has a robot in their house in the next, you know, 50 years, I mean, we all have, to a certain degree, a limited amount of robotics in our house, or I don't know what you would call it, like uh, automation, like Alexa, what'd you say? Automation. Automation, or something with some sort of AI at this point, right? Like, there is a certain otherworldliness to it, but like, what if, your entire house was AI and your Alexa just like trapped you in your house until you died because it thought you were fucking stupid. Like what if you were like Alexa opened the door and it just said, fuck you, buddy. I don't know how I'd feel about that. That's one situation. I would say that's also going
3: to raise some other questions about like, you know, can you just like, that's when you throw a window? chair through the window. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> You just break the window and that's, that's, that's your solution. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, now, now Alexa, you can have, like, there's so much technology you can put in your house that this little thing can control or a Google Nest or whatever you want to say. So, like, at what point does it become, like, dangerous to have too much connected to some sort of AI? I see Joe's gearing up for a response. Oh, no. I always uh... know. Your head, your head does this when you're ready to respond. Into frame. <laughs> well, no, it, uh,
4: that whole thing just reminds me of that movie. I haven't seen it, but I've heard a lot about it. It's one that I want to see, but uh, Ex Machina. That was a Okay, good one. What's, um, who's in it? I don't even remember. Alicia, I don't know if there's Hunter, even any.
1: Um, what's his name, who paid, played Poe Dameron? Oh, uh, Oscar Wars. Isaac. Oscar Isaac. As, Oscar Isaac. Yeah. Um, Dom Hall Gleason.
0: What is it about? Is it, is it like exactly what we're talking about? We're like pretty much what if ai okay i that actually sounds like a good uh a good place to start some research
4: yeah i've heard good things yeah it's i don't know if Ann would like it, it so yeah
1: i haven't
3: seen it so i can't comment
1: on <laughs> wow it. am i the only one here who's seen it apparently all right well that you all have homework now go watch Nerd this on whatever
3: it's streaming
0: <laughs> i have a ton of other things to watch I mean, I think there are clear, like in that conversation, just about R two D two specifically. There are definitely moments where you see bullying too. So we do, we will get to a point where AI can bully other a, other AI. Oh, I mean, it's already kind of happened. You know, they, they start developing yeah. their own
3: personalities, and you know, they're of bad natured people. You know, that, yeah. that happens.
0: Like, oh, I mean, They've already they already did. Yeah, ex- an experiment I was going to say the same me. thing. <laughs> I was gonna say um, same I, thing we're,
1: we're pretty far from the, you know the whole mcu ultron thing so i don't think we have much to worry about yeah we, but
0: you think so i don't think oh, so i think yeah. there's some secret cave where they're making shit like that all day i doubt it i don't I think, think we really... have that
3: kind of technology yet but like it only takes somebody the ability to create that level of uh, uh mechanical engineering to create a full body you know uh, robot that can move like a human to really kind of cause those problems
1: really i think our biggest fear is just having things hacked by bullies human bullies um
3: that's the real not so thing much is the
1: computers actually taking over
3: hacking hacking into one of those robots that are very uh functional that is not the- even
1: not even that just like ha- being able to hack into the systems that are governing your house and like you know causing mayhem by like you know turning up the heat to a hundred degrees in summer or hacking in and turning off your heat during winter and letting your pipes freeze and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. What type of, would that be considered like AI bullying or like, what would you call that?
1: I honestly don't even know. Like, it's interesting when you think about it, right? Like what's the legal framework for that? And the problem is like the legal framework's probably lagging. So I guess if you were to – if someone was to, like, hack into your home systems, and let's say, like, literally, like, turn off your heat in the middle of winter and your pipes burst and you have lots of damage, and let's say you have the evidence to prove that they hacked in and caused damage, um, I guess you probably have at least some type of civil tort because, like, they caused you some economic harm. Well, I mean, Criminally, if you could trace back not... the
3: situation, you can, you can legally – you know, uh, reprimand somebody just for the fact that you know who it is. Like, you oh, know, yeah. if they trace, if they trace it back to somebody and they know who it is and they can catch that person, that person is already held to a legal standard. So like if that, yeah, you know, but I mean, like, like what is like it like you
1: can, you races. can sue them for damages, but it, would it be like vandalism? Cause it's not breaking and entering. Cause at no point did they actually no, it like, would be,
3: it would be harassment, uh, invasion of privacy, you know, invasion you know, anything, of privacy isn't a thing, assault, Steve. It would be assault.
1: I mean, it's potentially assault, but uh, I don't know. Well, there, like... there
3: are things that are kind of invasion of privacy, but like, it's they're not called that.
2: I don't know. Certain laws are written pretty specifically. that that That's part of the problem is that because they're written so specifically, they don't cover virtual crimes. And so that's why the law has been... Having a tough time catching up with virtual crimes.
3: Yeah, but they've already, uh, there's already been a ton of establishments, a ton of of established things that say that, you know, non-direct action can be uh, associated with assault. So if you're, you know, constantly, you know, hacking into somebody's environment and turning up their heat to 140 degrees, that can be seen as assault.
1: But is it? Like, that's the question. Like... If you can give me a source that says like yes, New York City amended its code that that is assault under like it's usually New York by State precedent.
3: Or, it's usually by precedent of other court cases.
1: Well, that's the problem. Like it would be the first of its kind. So no, like, it's already no happened. I'm
3: pretty sure it's it's already happened. I'd have to find the exact situations okay. of such, but like uh, I don't have them obviously offhand. But I know that it's been a, a thing where you know. There have been malicious groups, and they have been charged with things like
0: assault or harassment.
1: I think it just depends on the statutes. So yeah, I guess that's really My, the open question. Yes.
0: If I was if I was one of the hackers, I would just make it so that I could fuck with your like if someone had a bidet, I would just like shoot the bidet at them all day.
2: <laughs> I mean, a lot of the other issues with uh, the virtual crimes are a lot of times is interstate, so then you're worrying about you know. State jurisdictions versus federal jurisdictions. It's it's not a clean it's not a clean process.
0: I also feel like it's like a not always something that you're dealing with within the within the country. Like yep, you know, same with hackers in terms of like.
3: I think that depends on the on certain establishments or whatever. Yeah, you know, sometimes people are sending out malware from other countries, and you know that obviously is just a, you know that's obviously hard to track. You know, it, it's a whole different thing but i mean if it depending on the level of crimes depends on how involved the countries get you know sometimes there there is cooperation between countries especially when they're you know uh hacking from from overseas to government agencies or corporate agencies things of that nature uh for the average person not so much but you know when it when it's uh, a big to do like you know like maybe like the pipeline hack you know, like, that kind of thing. You know, there was some communication between uh, between countries to try to work through it.
0: Gotcha. Okay. I, uh... Yeah, I don't know where to go else with that. R2-D2... <laughs> imagine if R2-D2 was enough of a dick to, like, hack the Millennium Falcon. I don't know why I'm going back to that now. Well, this is what we
3: were originally talking about, and, of course, it spiraled out of control, as usual. So, I mean...
0: I'm just thinking about R2-D2, like, taking over, like like what type how much power could r2d2 have if they took over the the fucking death star like imagine because i'm sure r2d2 can run that whole fucking thing by himself like that would be a great fucking ending it's a giant r2d2 went to the death star with luke in the first round and he's just like fuck this plugs in takes over the whole thing and becomes like this mega ai Yeah,
3: because, I mean, they have a whole bunch of computer systems. I don't know exactly if they had like an AI computer system. I guess it kind of depends on whether or not the framework for such a thing already existed or not, because then you'd have to be attacking into it and then uh, overriding, you know, the current AI with R2-D2's AI. And then at that point, you have R2-D2, the mobile unit and R2-D2, the Death
0: Star. (laughs) Death Star (laughs) R2-D2. (laughs) You know what I just learned the other day? Does anybody know who played BB-8? Because I just learned this the other day. It was played by an actual human. I feel like I know, but I don't remember. Bill Hader.
2: Oh, wow. That was not what I was going to guess. Bill
0: Hader. So apparently they had him come in and he started doing a voice and Disney was like, nah, fuck that. And then uh, uh, I guess they they like figured out a process with basically like one of those uh, speaker boxes. So he was like doing the whole thing through the speaker box, but that's him. And <laughs> now I can't fucking unhear. Every time I hear BBH talk. I can't unhear Bill Hader.
2: <laughs> nice. Hope you don't hate it's his fucking
0: voice. ridiculous. Um, I don't hate his voice per se. Um, I hate him. I enjoy him as a character in uh, Barry, but I think he gets a little whiny in that, and I think that's on purpose, but he's not normally that whiny. Yeah. But that was a good set. That was a good show.
1: That's on our list. I still have to see, like, the most recent season. How many seasons are there now? There's like uh, I think I'm
0: only three. I think I'm only two. i I'm. Only, I think I'm in the third season, then.
1: I remember, I mean... When I moved, I gave up HBO, so I have to, like, just sign on for, like, a month to watch that, because I love Barry.
0: I mean, I feel like Barry is, like, the other end of, like, the opposite end of this whole R2-D2 conversation. Like, he's a sociopath that's gaining empathy and becoming a better person, and he can, like, understand people's fuck-ups. But does he?
1: He always kind of, like, goes back to the dark place.
0: But he's trying.
1: Yeah, I'm sure Darth Vader was trying at some point, too.
2: Oh, yeah, sure.
1: Yeah,
0: well, that's a good conversation, too. He was tainted
3: by the dark side, but he was doing it for
0: love. He put his taint on the dark side. (laughs) I mean, that's all that was left of him. It was his (laughs) face, his voice box, and his taint at the end of of episode three. (laughs) I saw a meme of... Uh, of that whole scene where somebody just did it with marshmallows. And it was like it was like a marshmallow sitting on the side saying, you were the chosen one! And then there was just another marshmallow stuck in the middle of a fire and the voiceover <laughs> was like, I hate you! <laughs> Alright, I feel like we
3: hit the time.
0: I, I think, I was just gonna say I think we've beat all these to death and maybe we should sign off. I was going to say kind of the same thing because we did hit. Okay. Love you guys. Love you you too. too. Love you too. Hey, Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy. Jimmy.
3: Thanks for listening to Hey Jimmy. Big shout out to Anthony Morantz for our voiceover, Skane Music for creating our intro, and Sergio Duarte for creating our cover-up. All artists can be found on the freelance platform Fiber. You can catch Hey Jimmy every week on all major streaming platforms.